You're listening to the One Small Bite podcast with me, your host, David Roscoe. For over a decade, I have built a successful nutrition practice, helping thousands of people thrive, nourish their life, and break the cycle of crazy diets. We will take one small bite at a time to transform your health and develop a positive relationship to food. So let's chop the diet mentality, fuel your body, and nourish your soul. Okay, are you ready? Let's do this. Okay, I'm so excited to have our next guest, Manuel Villacorta. He is a registered dietitian nutritionist like myself out in San Francisco. He's a cookbook author. He is... Well, he's a multiple book author. He also has a YouTube channel. He's really active on social, Instagram and Facebook, and he's just an all-around great guy. Um, Please remember to listen in at the very end. We've got a surprise for you. Um, So stay tuned to the end so you can check out what that surprise is. All right, let's get that interview rolling. Okay, so I'm really excited to have um, Manuel Villacorta, who is a fellow registered dietitian nutritionist like myself. And what I'd like to do is, Manuel, I, I just want you to, to, to introduce yourself, tell your story. And, and so uh, I loved what you put in, in your book, um, uh, uh, The Essential Cookbook for Men. Um, I love what you did in that intro. Um, so I think that that's probably the direction you're going to go, but, but you know what, this is, this is your time to kind of just tell people why you became a dietitian and sort of your story. Sure. Well, first of all, thank you for having me here. Uh, very honored. Oh, my um, pleasure. Yes. So, um, you know, I have to say that learning to cook changed my life literally. <laughs> and, um, I came to the United States about 32 years ago with intentions of becoming a doctor. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I wanted that since I was a little kid, <laughs> you know, and, and this, this idea of doctor that I wanted to be is the type of doctor that comes to your home and cares for the family, because that's what we had growing up in Peru. Yeah. So anyhow, classes, I even took the MCAT. <laughs> that's an okay. eight hour examination. But, Honestly, um, during all that time that I was going in, uh, in school, that was going to school, uh, you know, about a year or two into living in the United States, um, I honestly was missing my mother's cooking. Mm. And, and, and also, it was a culture shock for me to eat at noon. That was way too early. And, and because I didn't know how to cook, I didn't know anything better. I end up eating sandwiches and salads and I just was up to like, I didn't want to see another sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and worst thing as a Latino, uh, a, a cold sandwich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Absolutely. So, Cause we grew up with a lot of those, yeah. those warm, hot sandwiches. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. If you give me a sandwich, give me a warm sandwich. But anyways, um, you know, we're talking 32 years ago, there was no emails. There was no Facebook and Twitter, nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and calling my mother at that time was extremely expensive. It was, it was expensive to call. Yeah, they charge yeah. you by the minute, like yeah. $5. I mean, it was yeah. really bad. So, you know, um, 
I wish I saved these letters, but I never did. Uh, I was a young guy, 20. And I would remember telling my mom, please send me how do you make your recipes. Mm-hmm. And I would get one letter at a time. And, um, and the first uh, recipe that I learned to make was lomo saltado, which is a beef stir fry, a very traditional Peruvian dish. Mm. And, and then, of course, how to make rice, because Peruvians eat a lot of rice. <laughs> and, of course, I burned the rice many times. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tell me about it. Same here, so, brother. <laughs> uh, <laughs> many, many uh, a time. <laughs> many times. I'm like, yeah. I'm never going to get this right. Anyhow, uh, little by little, I start you know, learning and feeling a little more comfortable with food. And of course, as I was getting in the kitchen, um, I, um, you know, taking more classes and health classes, um, I started to sort of think and question what is it that I wanted to do? And you probably relate as a Latino, you, you know, I, we come from families that are, are they yes. have a lot of expectations on us, lots yes. of expectations, yes. and the pressure, yes. the yes. pressure is high. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and I was supposed to be the first doctor in the family. So the pressure mm-hmm. was even higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, this is kind of sad, uh, but also kind of made me jump into changing, uh, my father came to visit um, one year, and I was already almost done with medical school, with no medical school, with pre-med, and I was very proud, and I cooked for him, and then um, he tasted the food, and he's like, son, this is really good, mm. you, should, you should become a chef. <laughs> you should, you, you're gonna wear you're gonna wear white anyway <laughs> so, <laughs> so i love it that, i love it i could just hear that, him i could just hear him, hear him say manuel mijito <laughs> yeah yeah you yeah. know uh that ended there uh unfortunately this is the unfortunately the year after he passed away oh, and uh, i know i know i was only 24 and but that stuck with me Mm. with this oh, permission yeah, yeah that leave. permission oh that's oh, that word God, again. i'm telling you, I'm yeah, telling yeah, you that no. word comes up all the time in, in that in permission that guilt that 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 yeah i'm not gonna disappoint my father mm. and, and my mother she's so easy going <laughs> so um <laughs> i mean she always obviously she's hardcore too but you know yeah my mom's. but anyway um that's what really then when I, you know, uh, as a pre-med, you're supposed to do volunteer work uh, and go to do volunteer in ER places and hospitals. I'm telling you, this is not what I pictured what I wanted to do as a doctor. No kidding. You know, no kidding. it's oh, different no, from no, what it would no, be no, in no, Peru no. or in Colombia. Oh, yeah. yeah. Coming in with your little bag and yeah. sitting down, having... Having coffee with the family. (laughs) And then I'll give you a shot in the back. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so, and everybody respects the doctor and, and, you know, so anyhow, I, and then I, I, at the same time, I took some elective classes in nutrition, clinical nutrition. And this is where I said, okay, I could not be more clear. This, This is my aha moment came together and I'm like, okay, I need to do nutrition. Mm. Well, little that I know, because I finished Berkeley with a bachelor's in physiology, metabolism, pre-med, little that I know that I needed to retake more classes because as a nutritionist, you're, you're nothing. 
uh, and you needed to. <laughs> and I'm yeah, sorry. Even with all true. that, even with all that pre-training uh, that oh, you would need to yeah, get in medical no. school, you, it still wasn't. Yeah, people don't realize how how well don't we're realize. trained. Yeah. Yeah. So then I learned that I needed to take more classes uh, in dietetics. And anyhow, <clears throat> and I applied to a program that it gave me both my RD and my master's in science. That's a mm. dual program. Mm -hmm. So I and I all, all together, honestly, had nine years of schooling, man. Oh, so man. In, in the world of nutrition. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. <laughs> you know, yeah. I man, I'm telling you. So I finished late. I finally got my RD at age 36. I'm 52 now. Mm. And uh, well, almost in a month, I'll be 52. Um, you know, but I'm telling you that it, it really changed my life because I don't know if I would have done what I've done now if I would have gone to medical school. You know, everything happens for a reason. I always mm. say these things. Mm, I know. It, it, so it's been amazing because I love the journey that I have taken. You know, I published five books. Um, I'm representing national food companies now. Uh, I'm, I launched my, my own show. I had, for 10 years, I had a segment with Univision. I mean, it really, it, it, and, and this is the thing, as a registered dietitian, because I never really liked the hospital, the extension of clinical was just my internship. Mm -hmm. and, and, and for those RD2Bs, if they hear me, you do not need to have clinical. Yeah, uh, yeah, know, right. Maybe, yeah. And I'm sorry. I know some people would kill me for saying that, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. within yeah. our academy, you know, right? Yeah. Finish, finish your clinical internship because you have to do that yeah. to graduate. Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? But you don't but, need two to two to five years of clinical experience. Yeah. Oh no. no. Yeah. No. Right. No. That is full of life. So, yeah. and of course, a clinical person will tell you that. Right. And uh, no, you don't do MNT outside clinical, period. And I would like to say that so that is clear. Um, anyhow, so, um, you know, the essential cookbook for men is my fifth book. I also want to say that this has not been an easy ride. Uh, you know, it sounds like I have it all. To publish my first book, I had 40 rejections. Wow, and 40 rejections. 40 rejections. That's yeah, four yeah. zero. <laughs> four zero. Wow, okay. I'm hard to knock down, man. Yeah. Damn. I hard Ooh. to knock down persistence. I heard what they needed. I worked on what they needed. And then, of course, finally, I got three offers. And no one, three. Once I, once I listened finally on what this is that they're looking for, and now I'm, you know, this, this last book, to be honest, I didn't even pitch the book. They came to me. <laughs> so that's now fantastic. that is sweet. Yeah, that's right? fantastic. So, yes, yes. So, so that's great. And, you know, I've been in private practice. I, I'm sitting here right now uh, for 16 years. Yeah, where, but where, also, where, is your, where is your practice? So my practice is in San Francisco, downtown, mm -hmm. and uh, also 16 years ago, dietitians were not in private practice. I was probably one of the first few pioneers on op opening practices. And, uh, and when I opened the practice, I knew that I needed to have a program, and you know, that could be another podcast yeah. that we talked yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. But um, 
I remember speaking in Boston on 2020, uh, uh, I'm sorry, 2010, <laughs> on, on how to make six figures in private practice uh, at the National Dietetic Convention that we yeah. have, FENCY. Yeah. Uh, the room only sat 400 people. I had 700 people listening to me. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I, I, it was, I was great. I was one of those in there. It was fantastic. Oh, you were there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I remember. So, you know, and someone came up to me and says, aren't you afraid of sharing so much, you no. know, Manuel? And I'm like, listen, once that person is where I am now, I'm going to be somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you are. You know? And I am, you know. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, because 10 so, years ago, you weren't where you are. Definitely not where exactly. you are now. Exactly. So until that person gets to where I'm going to, you know, where I yeah. was, uh, I'm going to be somewhere else. Who knows? I'm, You know, in 10 years from now, I'm hopefully retiring. Well, I always <laughs> will work, but, you know, yeah, quote, right. unquote, retiring. Right. But um, anyway, so, you know, this book, I've been wanting to write a cookbook for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, because cooking is my passion and I'm always, you know, uh, and I think one of the reasons why clients like to work with me is because I give them delicious ideas and recipes mm-hmm. and simple, simple. Mm-hmm. Try to keep it very simple. All my books have very simple recipes to the point, not too many ingredients with lots of flavor. I don't know if that has to do that I'm Peruvian. We know how to cook. Uh-huh. or have some delicious <laughs> flavor yeah you know uh and um but you know um and i always say you know um for anyone that that wants to take control of their health they need to take control of what they're eating and one way to do that is make your meals yeah. you know uh you can nowadays there is a lot of uh services that you can buy healthy stuff it's still is loaded with salt and i seen some of those it still is not i would not buy it yeah right <laughs> and aside and aside that it's gonna break my wallet yeah <laughs> i'm kidding i'm I'd rather kidding. i'd rather go on vacation <laughs> <laughs> right you know it's funny that you say that I, I i i when i work with people one of the things that i do is i show them the comparison that when we're saving calories we're saving money and so i give them an exactly. example of, i love you it. know if you if you go out to eat and you have a meal at, you know, a casual restaurant, let's, let's make believe it's, you know, a, a, a casual restaurant that, you know, is yeah. maybe national or something. And you go in there and you probably spend, let's say, I don't know, $15. Exactly. Okay? Now, if you add that up with oh. maybe the coffee and breakfast places that you go to, and then you add that mm-hmm. to um, any fast food restaurants or any other restaurants on the weekend, by the end of the week, I yes. show them the math of not only yes. the caloric difference or nutrient difference, yes, but also yes. the financial difference. And then oh, I no, add yeah. that to the year, and it's like, oh, yeah. oh my god, you know, like like twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> well, to be honest with you, I had a CPA as a client, and you know, here in San Francisco, and I'm in the uh, financial district, Union yeah. Square. Yeah. So my clients are, uh, you know. Uh, very intellectual, smart. I'm, I'm not seeing clients to tell them French fries are bad for you. I'm yeah. really coaching them and managing their food and time and make decision making and how can my nutrition and coaching help them with their lifestyle to achieve what they want to achieve. So that's where we registered dietitians do. 
We're just yep. not telling them eat an apple and and, and yeah. a toast for yeah, breakfast. Yeah, right. If if it were that easy, we wouldn't have a job, right? <laughs> well, you know, well, somebody else is doing that, but not us. Okay, yeah. so 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 you know, um, so I had this guy CPA, and he literally um, created a spreadsheet on really on jazz. So uh, he came to me after finished his work with me. Not only he lost 60 pounds, uh, he's like, I save, I forget the amount of, he told me, but he's like, not only you save my life, you save my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be one of the best compliments oh ever, God. right? A and CPA. And he had receipts, man. <laughs> Holy cow. I mean, that's perfect. I mean, what better testimonial than a CPA telling you, you you did a great job? That, that's, that, I love stories that's, like that with clients and yeah. with people. I, I think that that's of really, course. really phenomenal. You know, exactly. I, 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 I want to k- say a couple of things. So number one, it's so funny how uh, our lives are very, very similar. You know, I'm Latino. Mm-hmm. I'm a man in this profession. Um, yes. I too went to undergrad for pre-med. I, oh, you uh, did too? Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Wow, uh, my cool. my oh, story is a little bit different. I, I, I didn't go into pre-med, but I didn't go into nutrition. I, I, I worked with, in my family's travel business for oh, 10 wow. years. Yeah, for 10, 12 years. And then I went back for my master's and that's when, but it, it, there was a strong connection with cooking, eating, being healthy mm, and mm, finding mm. myself as well as I love it. Yeah, as well as the nutrition piece. And when I, you know, it was yes. science and it was everything that I studied. And so it so that there's a lot of similarities. There's the similarities in a lot of the not the Peruvian and Colombian food, but that there's a lot of Latino food, you know, rice. Oh yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Well it's and it's the tradition, right? Yeah, Lots of tradition. And, other- and, and the, we have a lot of tradition and, and you know when uh, you know, it's funny how a lot of dietitians now talk about intuitive of eating. I swear, I was doing that without even with without knowing the name, without intuitively <laughs> of, knowing it. Knowing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And I remember telling, uh, you know, friends, I am teaching Americans how to eat. Yeah. You yeah. know, and no, yeah. I'm not trying to offend anyone. No, 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 no. Honest no, no, with no. you, of course not. You know, I, I, I am really when I mean how teach how to teach them to eat. Not so much about even the quality of food they were eating, because again, my clients eat quality food, but how disorder their eating is in respect of not respecting eating times, and this comes with men. Men are the worst when it comes to this. Not paying at not even think. I mean, they leave their home without thinking. Food is not even in their mind, right? But then when it's time to eat, they're like they're hunting, you know. Yeah. And 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 that is because there's no a prioritization. Yeah. On that, it's like that's like the last thing. And if they're married, they expect their wife to do it. And I, for some, for many, to be honest. Right, maybe that's kind of changing with a new with the new times, and men are taking a little more charge. And this is why I published this book because I stopped these roles. The women is not in the kitchen all the time anymore. You know, men take men need to take responsibility. And mm-hmm. and 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 when clients come into my office, men clients come into my office because I see a lot of them. I tell them, you gotta cook your own meal, and if 
you know, don't expect your wife to pack your lunch. Now, if she does and she needs to be involved, then bring her to the meeting and we do it as a family approach. But don't, what good does it for me to tell you what is it that you need to do and you're not doing it, right? Then maybe send your wife and you shouldn't even come. It's so funny you're saying that. I just had, um, not so long, a couple of months ago, a client. Yes. And, and, and one of the things that he was saying is, well, um, my wife does all of the cooking. She's always making everything for me. And I, and I said, well, but these nights you had this to eat. If your yeah. wife is making you all, all of your food, then why are you eating these things? And he said, yes. oh, well, she wasn't home or, uh, you know, exactly. it's, it's, well, it's something else. And so, yeah, I, I love that you're bringing that in. And so men have this concept of, of the role. Oh, in yeah, the kitchen. no, no, it's total. I mean, I mean, my husband, you know, I pack his lunch and his lunch, he leaves the house with a lunch pack from breakfast, I love snacks, that. lunch, PM snack. And then he comes home and starts telling me I'm gaining weight. I'm like, how can you gain weight? You know, <laughs> you're eating out, you're eating outside the lunchbox. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's really you good. Know? So yeah. it's like, no, there's no way you can gain weight with unpacking yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's, it's not about the wife or the husband, right? It's about, it's not your partner. It's, 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 it's you know, what you do. Yeah, it's, I mean, and you, now you, we. You hit that. And I nail on, to do this. Yeah. yeah you hit the nail on the head and that is not thinking about it, right? Not it's, thinking about it. It's yeah, that's beautiful. Eating, eating is not our priority. I mean, think about it too. Uh, in our country, I mean, growing up, uh, you know, in Peru, we had almuerzo, which is the lunch. lunch yeah. And in Europe, they also have this, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. But think about it. The nation stops. Stops. <laughs> I would so love Everyone's that. Everything is stops. Everybody's eating, you know. And I know when I go visit Europe with American friends, they're like annoyed that business are closed <laughs> at 2 p.m. <laughs> Why are they closed? Oh, it's eating time. Uh, yeah. Kidding me, yeah. you know. So yeah. here it's not like that. Here everything keeps going. Yeah. So one of the basic things that I teach clients, male clients especially, is to schedule eating times. Because mm, they're so not used to do this. Mm -hmm. There's it's not in their DNA to to schedule these appointments. Well, and you know, it's, appointments. It's like you were saying a little while ago, you know, it, it it's also this concept of the role. Well, my role is not in the kitchen, so I don't yes. really grow up thinking about uh getting something for myself to eat because exactly. someone is getting it for me. Right. Well, that's exactly that or or just eating is not really what they do, you know. Yeah. It's just, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and for me, I think what got me into cooking was that part that I miss my warm sopita and lunch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm missing my, yeah. I miss my warm meal, and and now I'm not even getting that. And and honestly, I did gain twenty pounds mm. uh, back back in that day, and yeah, I was yeah. like, wait, I'm, I'm even gaining weight. What what's going on here? Yeah. And it wasn't like I was overeating. Oh, I never, I never really liked fast food, so that was the other problem. Thank God, you know, because the taste was not in my palate. Because growing up, I didn't grow up with fast food. Not because I was I was a snob. It's just they didn't have fast food in Peru. Yeah, you know, right. the fast food right. was rotisserie chicken. If you know, uh, uh, um, what yeah. we call is it, uh. 
Afro Caram Branqui não uh, Braças não uh, parilla sim sí, o ya la sí das exacto ya 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 pollo la parilla o pollo la brasa pollo la brasa pollo la brasa ya pollo la brasa that was for fast food I mean yeah. come on yeah 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 I know it's beautiful it's, I think it's one of those fantastic po points of, of of how we can really bring in some of those cultural norms yes. back yes. into a society that really is wanting that, that's needing that. Yes. It's so beautiful, so important. I, I want to yes. highlight a couple, I, I want to uh, just recap what I think I heard you say. Yes. So what you're seeing, because this is what I was going to ask, I was going to say, Manuel, what do you see in men uh, the most? And so you, you really pointed out three things here. Number one is men are not really thinking about food. They don't prioritize the food, no. right? Right. No. Number two no. is, that there is this concept of my role is not in the kitchen or that's not just what it's, I do or I don't have the time. It's not my role. Exactly. Right. Yes. And then, yes. And then you didn't really say this, but you were sort of hinting at it. That kind of goes with number two. And then to me is sort of this concept of, of independence. You know, mm -hmm. I am going to be an independent man. And so somebody else is going to do that. Or um, I see I'm, um, you know, that's, that's not my responsibility or I don't have time to do that. That's not, I kind of yes. it goes a little bit towards this role, but what happens with this independence thing? And I talk about this with a a, a therapist friend of mine on this show. Mm -hmm, we talk mm -hmm. about this this lonely man concept where yes. I see men that you know because they've been taught on how to be a man and you have to be independent and so on and yeah. so forth. Uh -huh. that, yeah, that they end up becoming you know tied into eating a certain way and they just don't break out. It now becomes habitual. Or they eat a certain way because they have to go to a bar, et cetera, et cetera. So because they're lonely, they, they need company, you know? So it's, it's, yes. really, it's really interesting that you touch on all three of those areas, even though you didn't really li literally say it that no, way. No, no. And, and I think that, that's great. And also, uh, you know, for those men that, um, I, I, first of all, and again, I have 18 years of experience working one-on-one -on -one and uh i've seen a lot of people in my life i i i, I say i can say thousands mm -hmm. by now right mm -hmm. and um uh, and i i mean men hate the word weight loss <laughs> yeah you know they kind of, and and to me <laughs> i'm like i want them to just be honest with themselves so when they come and see me I want to lose fat, but I don't want to, you know, build muscle. And, and they come up with this thing. And of course, the waist circumference is huge. They look like they're pregnant. And I say, <laughs> okay, so listen, you got to lose weight. No, I don't want to lose weight. Well, there's, that's what it is. You need to lose mass. That's weight loss, right? And that mass can be fat mass. And we preserve your mass. So think I, I, I'm talking about this because I know this show is for men. They need to understand that you cannot do both at the same time. Oh, I right? am. That is so beautiful. That's exactly the conversation that I have with men so often in the office. You, you, you want to get big, but you want to get small. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can't, can't do, do that. Yeah. Now, lose the fat first, which is called weight loss. All right. And sometimes I just call it, okay, let's call it fat loss so you feel comfortable. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No matter what you call it, it's fat, it's loss. Yeah. Let's try with the plan because you need to eat enough protein. The way they eat the protein throughout the day needs to be sufficient because it's not just about the total protein of the day. It's how you divide the protein throughout the day. Absolutely. And, 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 and then don't eat like a lady. I mean, this is the, <laughs> you know, you're a guy. <laughs> yeah. and, and so 
so men, when they embark into some sort of a fat loss program, they, and they said to me, I just can't eat another salad. I said, well, salad should be your first, the first course of your meal, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know? And, they, and they're like, what are you talking about? Well, have a salad because we want you to have vegetables, but then enjoy a sandwich, have a burrito. I don't know. I mean, I think they have this conception, misconception that they need to eat very little, which is not true, right? And 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 they the wives or whoever else tells them they need to eat the, the chicken size, the deck of cards chicken size. I'm like, if I eat that, I'm gonna kill somebody. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, right. You're be starving, you're gonna be so, eating the, the hand off your fit or your arm. Eat eat your men's sizes. So 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 this is why uh, the essential cookbook for men, this book that I have, a lot of people say, why is it for men? Well, because the portions are for men. Yeah. To be honest, the book is for everyone. I mean, I already yeah. got like 11 reviews and some of them are ladies. Mm-hmm. And I love how they're like, this book is for everybody. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it's it. Like, I know. It's so men. true. Yeah, of course. It's true. Of course yeah. it's for everyone. I'm not, there's not like, these recipes are just specific for men. No, the, re- the recipes are for everyone. But what I make sure as a dietitian, and I make sure with the years of experience, that is that the portions are not a half a cup of rice and three ounces of meat. That's so you know, good. that's so good. You know, again, that's something that I do in my practice too. I, I'm, I'm, I spend almost every week telling people that they need to eat more, not exactly. Less. You know, not less, not less. And I love it because I was going to ask, I love how, how you transitioned into, okay, so then what do you do? How do you get them there? Right. I love it. I want to say the three things that I think I heard you say. So, so correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but change it. So one of the things that I heard you say is that they need to eat meals, balanced meals, excuse me, uh, time the meals throughout the day. Right. Okay. Yes. 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 The other one that I heard is you want to balance the nutrients. Specifically, you don't want all your proteins at the end of the day, all all your proteins at one time, right? You want to balance it throughout the day. That's the other thing that I heard you say. And then the other thing that really, really just, I think that drives this point home. I love it. It's beautiful, man. Is enjoy your food. Oh God, yes. I love that. You, you, you know, you were talking about now eat what your man says to eat. Enjoy it, exactly. but do it in enjoy a way it. that's balanced throughout the day, right? Yes. So a, a lot of men comes in and they 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 tell me, I have no control. Oh yeah. I I overeat. I have no control. You should see me. Then of course I do the assessment. What's for breakfast? What breakfast? Okay. What's for lunch? Uh, you know, my assistant went and grabbed me a salad with some chicken and in afternoon. Now I was too busy in meetings and calls. I get home and I just can't stop eating. Well, let me tell you that it's not about willpower because mm. they want to have this willpower. And I explain men and women that we are driven by hormones, number one, and there are, physio- are there are physiological hunger hormones mm-hmm. that will drive how you're going to eat. I mean, Absolutely. this is what I have been doing my research on for the last 15 years too, mm-hmm. uh, reading the literature and understanding that there are two types of hunger, I call physiological hunger and emotional hunger. Oh, beautiful. I love it. I All do right? the exact same thing. My okay, I love, I love it. it. I love it. Right? I love it. Yeah. So, I love hearing the same yeah. things. 
but, but the, and this I came up with this my own conclusions with again years of experience and reading a lot and writing books. So and 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 here's the other thing about you and I that is beautiful. We're not just reading and writing books, we apply it to our clients. So yeah. so once I read the literature and not just one paper, because sometimes people say, Where do you get that from? Listen, it's not like I got this from one study. I got this from reading many papers and I concluded my own thing. Okay, this is what research is. Muy bien, well not, said. So, and, and when a dietitian, where do you get that from? What's, give me the reference. I said, listen, read my book. That's my reference. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Right. And then I give you a bunch of references to read. If you want to go read all those 20 papers that I read, then you will understand my conclusion. Yeah. Yeah. So there's not one research, you yeah. know, yeah. and not only then I read that and I concluded my, my, my decision, then I apply it in my office and see if yeah. it works. Yeah. And of course it works magically. So, uh, and then I came up with these eating principles based on that. Right. Mm -hmm. And you kind of already talked about mm -hmm. them and this is to control your hunger. As we know, you have hunger hormones, ghrelin and leptin mm -hmm. that drives us. Leptin is more of a long-term regulator. Ghrelin is more like the day-to-day -day regulator, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're ghrelin, I call it a gremlin. It's like a little monster <laughs> that lives inside Very of good. you. I do the same thing, yeah. If you just don't feed the monster, you become <laughs> the monster. <laughs> so if you eat, and, and this, and, and again, there's no one research. This is conclusions of many papers that I have read. You got to eat every three to four hours. All right, to keep that hunger level in check. Mm -hmm. Fact: As you lose weight, you're breaking equilibrium. Your body wants you back to where you are because your body does an amazing job on keeping homeostasis. So, if you break the homeostasis, then you are going to be hungry because you will you will release more hunger hormones. So now you're more hungry. So now you have to fight that. But if you eat Breakfast within 90 minutes. That's another big one, right? Eat breakfast or not eat breakfast. If you're trying to lose weight, you have to eat breakfast. I couldn't agree more. I don't care what all people are fighting about that. And breakfast does not need to be this humongous banquet either. No. You know, you can maybe have a snack and then breakfast. I don't know. Yeah. You know, yeah. but you got to eat a little protein and a fiber source of carbohydrate. Mm -hmm. And then you, then you kind of get controlling your hunger. I'm doing this to control hunger. Mm -hmm. Then after that, people fight about these two, five meals, six meals. And really, it's up to the person. Very good. Right? You eat every three to four hours. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and the research shows that if you go over five hours, your ghrelin increases exponentially. So that means once the ghrelin gets to that high, it crosses your brain barrier, goes to the hypothalamus, and turns a switch on. Now you are now a caveman. Now you're hunting. Well, you know, 10,000 years ago, you were following a rabbit, run, running after a rabbit. Now you're not running anywhere. Now you're pressing on your phone, deliver pizza. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and again, now by, by that time, you don't give, you know, you don't care yeah. what's gonna cost. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, let's leave you those alone. Yeah. <laughs> you don't yeah. care. So now you're like you're like eating whatever whatever you want because now what happens? This is where now 
you're getting confused with emotion. Now you're thinking you're emotionally eating. You're not. Mm-hmm. You're hungry. <laughs> yes. You know, and this has been shown now that when you are that hungry, when you get to that level, you're eating like if you are emotionally eating. Mm-hmm. And good. that people get so confused between those two. I, I have spoken to therapists before at conferences and I said, listen, and start, when somebody comes to you and it starts telling you about how they have food addictions and they can't put food down, have you bothered to ask what they eat throughout the day first? And instead of trying to go right away to their childhood and see how their mother treats them, yeah. you know, yeah. assess that first because I can guarantee you they're not eating balanced and well during the day. Yeah, it's like I tell a lot of my interns, I say one of the the best tools that we have in our profession is what I call or what we we know as a 24-hour food recall. Get people exactly. to yes. get people to tell you what they had to eat yesterday and they'll probably start off with something like, well, yesterday was a bad day or yesterday exactly. was a weird example. <laughs> it was not a good day. Yeah, and that's, that's why, why I, I don't Go ahead, sorry. No, 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 I, I, and this is why I say give me a on average, what you eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's so another. Sort of, yeah, and I, I, on but, average. Yeah, but I also love for them to tell me how horrible their day was yesterday. Oh, because course. because it also explains what's going on in their mind too. And you know, they, and they don't realize that this has happened every day. Every day. That's a very good point. Yes, this is this is not yesterday. This is every. Not, day. This is not every day. No. Because because once they start working with me and I have them track food, that's another thing that I I. I highly, highly believe in, I, I'm not, I'm proud to say that I have a very successful practice mm-hmm. and successful clients losing weight and not only that, but achieving uh, and maintaining their weight. Mm-hmm. And yes, I do have them track food. Mm-hmm. I, I, there's no way, how can I help someone if they come and they say, this is not working. I need to know. So I look at frequencies. I look at combinations of macros. I look at choices, of course, and, and, you know, there's so many things. I even ask hunger levels. I ask for stress levels, who you're eating with. You'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. Some people mm-hmm. make you eat more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, I, I love where, where all this is going. I, yeah, I want to point out a couple of things that I, 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 I love that you do in the book, too, and that is, um, you, you go over some basics in the kitchen. Uh, I think in yes. chapter one, you go over some basics in the kitchen, like equipment, knives, uh, uh, the pantry, frozen canned foods, how to yes. grocery shop. And then mm-hmm. you go into chapter two with some of the how-to cooking basics, you know, yes. temperature, yes. cooking methods. Uh, yes. Can you talk a little bit about how what you see in relationship to men? Why you put that, why do you put that either in your when you work with clients or in your book uh, for men? Yeah. So, you know, um, again, this book I've been wanting to write for us so long. And I, and this is just the basics for anyone, not just men. Uh, but I, again, I wrote it for men because I wanted to them to stop the role and they, I want them to take control. So if you are not used to in the kitchen, you're not going to know how to start. You're not going to know. It's like going in somewhere and you're like, all right, I have no idea. I mean, I've seen people fry an egg on really high uh, temperature and burning 
and and the egg still raw. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. So so and and the right tool. So I really with this book is is, is this is what I call it's a guidebook too. It's not just a cookbook. Mm, it's a guidebook. Like a guidebook. I like that. That's it's a, good a point. guidebook with checklists of things yeah. that you must have. I'm not, and then I have nice to have as well, right? Mm-hmm. For must-haves, you know, pan sheets, bowls, things. And then I even went into the spices part, you know, must-have pepper, salt, you know, pepper, salt, garlic powder, a little bit. And then, A, if you want to get wild, get cinnamon and cumin. I don't know. I just like... <laughs> I love it. Get wild. <laughs> that's great. You know, you, you, know it, yeah, you bring you bring some of them. That's really. I, I mean, I'm going to digress here a little bit. I'm sorry that yeah, I'm because I'm going to bring I'm, I'm going to bring out our cultures a little bit, which is also very interesting. You know, you said cinnamon and cumin. You know, it's interesting because um, uh, just because we're Latino doesn't mean that we like spicy food or hot spicy no. food. In Peru, yeah, I, it's not hot oh. and spicy. I'm one. I don't like hot spicy. <laughs> All right. I was the I was the outlier in my family. Yeah. And it's funny that lately I have been training myself to because I think I didn't know that you you can train your 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 your, your threshold, I yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh to spicy. So I decided to a few years back, let me start exploring and see how can I get this. But in Peru, of course, they don't train you. They just give you the really hot stuff. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like, right, right. That's yeah. a very good so, point. So now, I, and then it's funny, it really affects me because I start sweating. Like, I drip. Yeah, because bald. we're bald, we don't have any hair. <laughs> Nothing captures I mean, it. I, I drip. I'm like, <laughs> when it's too hot. So I feel like I'm not enjoying my food, I'm suffering. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm one. I'm one that I want to enjoy my food. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny yeah. because in Colombia, one of the only spices that we'll eat, or something spicy that we'll eat, will be ají, which is what ají. Yeah, yeah ají. we call it ají too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which we'll put into the empanadas, which, by the way, are Ooh, deep fried. That <laughs> so delicious. <laughs> yeah. But that would be the only experience growing up. I, I didn't actually learn how to eat spicy food until I moved to Atlanta. I grew up in New Jersey, but I moved yeah. to Atlanta. There's a, a, a larger Mexican-American population here, or Mexican population in, yes, in Metro yes. Atlanta and, and Georgia, or in the Southeast. And anyway, I, you know, Colombian food isn't spicy at all. And so yeah. I, too no, 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 went, it's not. No, I, too, went through that spicy and, the, and then the <laughs> sweat in the, in the head. I had yeah. no hair. Yeah, yeah. But I will oh, tell yeah. you that being down here, I have really grown to love spicy food. I really, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, man, I now, now I put it on everything. Palette. Yeah, oh, really? I train yeah, my yeah, palate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You train yeah. your palate. You, you, yeah. you go little by little, and then yeah. you, 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 you start resisting the heat a little more. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, which, which yeah. is, which is a lot of what we do too, because what we're doing with, with, with people, with male clients, is we're. I tell people all of this. You know, we're undoing years of habits of exactly and taste buds that you're so yeah. used to. And so yes. give this time. This is not something that happens overnight. Yes. You know, anybody can go on a weight loss program and lose 20 or 30 pounds in a couple of months, but that's not what really sustains you in life. What sustains no, you in no, life no. is the small changes incrementally over time, which is again, exactly. the name of this podcast, when one small bite 
at a time. I love it at a time. No matter, I love it. And the same thing with this book that I have, the Essential Cookbook for Men. I have a, ver- a variation of recipes from very simple recipes to maybe a little, no, I wouldn't say complex. Nothing is that complex. But mm-hmm. yeah, sure, I have them make fake walnut yogurt bread. I mean, but that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's funny that I had a review from a guy that he decided to make that and now he is calling himself a baker. I love it. <laughs> ah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I, like, I, okay. I think, I don't I think know the, if that would make you a baker, but yeah, I like right. the key, you know, I, but it, that's I love it. The most complex recipes, though. You know? I love it that 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 the review, the best part of the review, is that he's the baker now. That's that's no, that's I the love review. it. Yeah, it doesn't so matter what he I said think. about the book. What matters is that he's baking. Oh. <laughs> this, I, that's a mission accomplished. Mission you know? accomplished. Me, yeah, mission I love it. Accomplished. I love it. And this is exactly it. it. When I get testimonials like that, when I get emails or random messages on Facebook, or you know, I put a lot of video recipes. Yeah, and then. Three days later, or maybe even a week later, even a month later, somebody sends me a picture of what they made. <laughs> oh man, that gets me. That really That's fills my great. heart. I'm like, that, that yeah. means that not only they watched it, I inspire them, and now they're doing. That's yeah. just amazing to yeah. me. And this That's, is what drives me to continue doing what I'm doing. You yeah. Know? Um, I love it, Manuel. I, I really like uh, uh, that uh, I that you came out with this book right at the same time that I have this podcast because you know it's it, it was just I love how the world you know the, the <laughs> yeah, life the line up oh, yeah, yeah yeah all the all the exactly. the, the energy. Um, I I I want to wrap things up, but before we go, I I want to see if you have like one takeaway that you can mm-hmm. give to our listeners. Um, uh, on maybe their health and their nutrition? Of course. I mean, start small. Like you, you, you're very right, right there. The small bite, I don't you know. Start small. I think one of the things that uh, most Americans are not doing is eating enough fruits and vegetables. Oh, so, amen, brother. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, one out of 10 Americans is only meeting the recommended amount of fruits and vegetables. I know, so crazy. if, if, if there's one thing that you can do, if you don't even want to cook is try to incorporate one more vegetable, one more food in, in your day and make that a goal. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I love it. it's simple, Beautiful. very simple. Okay. Uh, if you decide to start cooking, pick one or two recipes to make for the week. Don't try to make the entire book in a week. Yeah, 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 yeah. all right. <laughs> you know? right. And then once you have the recipe or two that you're going to make, make a shopping list mm-hmm. and then shop, obviously, and yeah. pick one day of the week to make those recipes for the week. I mean, very simple steps to do. Don't try to do too much. Sure. And, and, then, and the other thing too is if you, if you mess up, that's okay. Just because we oh, trust we burn the me, rice, I, that's the best oh way to learn. God. I burned the chicken and rot. I <laughs> learned, you know, you never cook on high heat. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like this client, uh, you know, quickly tell you the story too. I was telling him, make, make like bolognese, you know, bolognese sauce, like very, like really quick, just got ground beef, pork, some tomato sauce, salt, pepper. You know, he came back, and uh, it's like it was okay. I said, "Have you tried adding dry oregano?" <laughs> you know, 
Uh-huh. And then it's like, no, I did not think of that. So he came back again and he had a little dry array and he said, oh my God, that was it. You uh-huh. know? So it just, <laughs> and it. again, it, it took a few times, but now he knows how to make the best, the best meat sauce. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's fantastic. I it's love just it. simple stuff. Simple stuff. I love stuff. it. I love yeah, it. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Okay, uh, Manuel, uh, tell us where we can find you, how we can, yes. uh, where, where you're, you're at on yeah. social and everything. Yeah, sure. So I am on Instagram, will be manuel.villacorta. Okay. And if you have a Spanish list, a Spanish speaking uh, audience, if the one thing's in Spanish, I have that too. It's called okay. El Rinconcito Sabroso con Manuel. Okay. Uh, on Spanish. And then which, Facebook, which, and which just which translates to the savory corner or the savory market, yeah, yeah, exactly. I have a YouTube channel uh, where I put my lives, uh, and there is a cooking show, uh, oh, Manuel's, Caliente, Manuel's Caliente Kitchen. Okay, and I also have it in Spanish, El Rinconcito Sabroso con Manuel, fantastic, uh, and two different channels. And then Facebook, Manuel Villacorta, MSRD. Um, okay. Yeah, and then my website, manuelvillacorta.com. Good, fantastic. Manuel, yeah, this is... So, this is um, been, I am all over the place. You are, you're right. <laughs> and, and wow, holy cow, you're super busy. You got the videos, you've got social media, yeah. you got speaking engagement yeah. book, and you got your private practice, which is amazing. So I, I, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much for doing thank this. You. Thank you. I really you. appreciate you doing this interview with me. and. And I love chatting up with you. I hope I can have you on the show again some other time and we can of talk about Of course, yeah. We have so many other things we can talk about. Good, good, good. All right. Okay, man. okay Manuel. Thank you so much. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mil gracias, Manuel. Thank you very much, Manuel Villacorta. Again, you guys can find him online. Make sure to check out his cookbook, Essential Cookbook for Men. And we will be giving away one free cookbook to our listeners. So please, 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 if you can, um, remember, go ahead and uh, hit your subscribe button. Uh, share us, give us a review. But um, if you want a copy, we'll be randomly uh, giving a copy away of his cookbook online. So uh, go to our website, um, make sure to uh, submit your request. And again, we will be choosing uh, one free giveaway of his cookbook. Thank you very much. I look forward to having you guys listen in on the next time. Remember, hit that subscribe button, give us a review, make sure to send a share out to friends and family, and uh, we'll see you on the flip side. Take care. Bye.